Hi there, my name's Amanda Poole Walsh and I'm the founder of Astrology Hub. And I am astrologer Stormy Grace. And we're here together for your weekly forecast for the week beginning on November 25th. Stormy, tell us about the theme for the week. This week is awesome. It's not only a new moon week, we've got Thanksgiving week, so happy Thanksgiving if you celebrate that. We've got this idea of continued expansion, but ultimately the theme is we're going to move forward. We've got a new moon taking us forward. Venus is changing signs. Neptune is waking up. It is forward motion, my friends. All right, here we go, huh? Here we go. We head into Monday with Venus moving into the energy of Capricorn. And so this is a bit more serious. We're going to become a bit more grounded. We're going to look at love and money and our self-esteem and things of value through more responsible, serious eyes. And I always feel like under this transit, we're going to spend a month just being very responsible, but it's the kind of responsibility that's not like, oh my gosh, this is such a drag. It's like, no, I really want this thing. So I'm willing to work for it. And it's brilliant because it's not a thinking energy. It is a doing energy in order to get what you want. Now it is also so brilliantly good for lending good social behavior. Not everybody enjoys groupings at the holiday. Not everybody enjoys the holidays. Some people love the holidays, but you still need a little bit of help. I have a great heart, but this mouth, sometimes I need the brilliant help of Venus and Capricorn grounding me down, helping me in these social situations. Lots of grace available here. So Amanda, we all have Capricorn in our charts, so you want to look and find where the Capricorn energy is happening so you can see where Venus is going to ask for your attention. But if you have a sun or a moon in Capricorn, I would love to hear what your experience of this energy is. And you are a Capricorn. I have a sun in Capricorn. I also have my Venus in Capricorn. So you're having a return. That's so exciting. Yeah. I mean, so for me, it's, I think it manifests as a deep level of commitment and responsibility in my relationships and the way that I show up in those relationships. I think that that commitment level can also extend its due, you know, like it can keep me committed for too long, like beyond the expiration date, which I have to be careful of, but also um, bringing love into my work. So like bringing the energy of love and the energy of beauty and more of like the sensual side of things into the work that I do. I know that that brings a lot of fulfillment for me. So absolutely. Plus you've got a Venus return happening. And when Venus comes into your sign, you just kind of get to bring a little sexy back. That's okay. That's really nice. It's nice to have a magnetism. It's nice to feel beautiful in our own space. Absolutely. All right. So I'll have to pick out my Thanksgiving outfit. There you go. I'll, I'll be looking forward to seeing that on Instagram. I'll be like, look at this Capricorn over here. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Okay, so let's, let's move into Tuesday. Tell us what's going on. Tuesday, we've got this new moon happening in Sagittarius, so we're going to plant these seeds of intention. But in the energy of Sagittarius, we want to plant these seeds of intention for a fresh start, but it's going to be, let's have a fresh start in expanding our horizons through learning, through language, through travel, sports, philosophies. But ultimately, we're going to want to have some kind of fresh start that allows us to share what we know with others or to acquire more information in some way, shape, or form. Now, I will tell you that I think this new moon, while brilliant and always a, a beautiful part of the cycle, is a little bit 
intense because it sits in quincunx to Uranus and Uranus and Mars are still dancing from that opposition last week. So it can bring this level with that quincunx energy of kind of massive indecision. Even internally, you're like, "Mm, I'm not exactly sure, right? And that's okay. Just channel your saggy, spidey powers and be open-minded and flexible to the information that presents itself, especially over this next two weeks. And remember, we do need a little bit of challenge to help us move forward. Awesome. And, you know, let me ask you this about Sagittarius. It's the one sign that I like, I can't really get a grasp on the shadow side of it. You know, like the, the part of it that's not like super positive. Is there a shadow side to Sag? Absolutely. Every single sign has a shadow side. That's the brilliant. Well, yes, I knew that, but I can't like articulate this one. Yes. So one of the things about Sagittarius is that they really like to be right and do not like to be told that they are not right. They think that their view is the view, right? Which is interesting because this is such an open-minded sign, but woof, watch that slam shut and we become real narrow real fast. As well, the over- optimism and over comfortable can be here with Sagittarius as well. So you do have to be mindful. This can be a sign that holds a lot of bias in their own favor for sure. Got it. Okay. All right. So, so for the new moon, we're going to be focusing on intentions around expanding horizons, sharing what we know with others. So maybe for some, some of you that might mean stepping into a bigger teaching role. I know that's part of what you're working on, right Stormy? It is. That is that is some of the work at my new moon on my wish list. And it's the quest for truth, right? I'm ready to take on more teaching in 2020 and it's building and that schedule's getting together. So that's very exciting. Well, and you're going to be one of our 2020 inner circle guides. I am. I'm going to see you guys in the fall. So I'm very excited. So awesome. Yep. And one of our featured presenters on the 2020 forecast event. So that's uh, two, two opportunities for you to be teaching right there, Stormy. Well, I'll be there. (laughs) All right. Okay, so let's talk about Wednesday. So Wednesday, we have Neptune waking up after a five-month vacay into his direct motion. Now, Neptune is still our planet of dreaminess, but this direct motion puts us in the space where it is still time for action. It's time to work on the revelations that came to you, the visions, the insights, all of those things that Neptune showed you during your retrograde, now you can manifest all you want. But if you don't take the action, it's just you thinking a lot about what happened. This is literally our indicator to move those visions forward. So thinking about this Neptune retrograde now coming direct, I would just put it out there to you to consider, you know, what did Neptune retrograde show you? And in the light of this new moon, where are you ready to do something with that? Expand out. How are you going to work on it? I'd love to hear from you in the um, podcast group or on Instagram. So keep us posted. Yeah. So Stormy, how do we know what kind of revelations might people have had over the Neptune retrograde period? Absolutely. So first of all, you do want to locate the Neptune and Pisces retrograde energy or just Neptune and Pisces in your chart. And you can do that at any free resource. Um, But things that kind of come to mind for us are this place in between like, oh, I would really like to do this, but I don't really have a vision of how I would do that in the material world. Or it's like, oh, I would love to sing, but how do I tie singing into accounting, right? I really 
feel expansive and big and free when I have whatever. It's very much so kind of a dream world. Now, on a more mundane level, I do think that people who have suffered with any kind of mental situation going on or anything heavy like that, you may have gotten some clues on how to get relief or if your meditation practice needs an update, anything like that would have definitely come through the Neptune retrograde lens. But ultimately, creating big new visions for yourself, you do it in the space that we can't touch and then you bring it into the stuff we can. Awesome. Okay. Very helpful. All right. Let's talk about Thursday. Brilliant. On Thursday, Mercury is going to try Neptune for the fourth and the last time this year. And this is great because it does help us to be articulate and it helps us to also be sensitive as well. But Venus will also try Uranus. So this is an energy that I like because it's forward motion this week. And this gives you this kind of needed urge to try something new. But it's something that would impact every area of your life. So it's this day where intuition and a stirring kind of come into your life. And maybe it's about affection. Maybe it's about writing something spiritual or sharing, something like that. You're going to want to connect in some way and you've got the urging to do that. Now, I keep getting this vision too that for somebody, this is literally about connecting with maybe your, your family or your ancestors or something with the past and you'll be bringing it forward, it seems like. So whomever that is. Okay. Yeah. And I mean, one of the ways that I've been able to connect in with energy of ancestors is to actually say their names, you know, to actually like say their names and, and call them in, you know, so if there's, there's messages for you from ancestors, maybe um, you want to just say their names out loud and see what they have to say. Absolutely. And I think it's also a great practice to call in a previous version of you. We just came out of a Mercury or a Neptune retrograde, excuse me. It's like, what were you thinking? What were you feeling? What was that about for you? Because maybe this also gives you the courage to walk out of that past into a new reality. I really love that, Stormy. I mean, sometimes it's hard to remember, right? It's hard to remember that other version of yourself. So actually calling it forth could help you get some insights that are a little bit below the surface right now. All right, heading into the weekend, our weekend forecast sees Mercury sextiling Saturn. And again, this is an energy that helps you organize, helps you share. You can make long-term plans here, maybe even investments. And most importantly, it is an information energy. You're being informed about something. You're informing other people, something like that. And as we roll into Saturday and Sunday, a nice new moon in Aquarius is also lending itself to not only your own individual voice and style, but being connected into a social world around you, which I think is so interesting that this is a time of we get to connect back in at the end of the week to these social ideas and causes and our own voices. Because the 30th happens to be International Computer Security Day, and December 1st is World AIDS Day. How very Aquarian, right? We've got a cause and technology all at the weekend. Awesome. So Amanda, I have a question for you and for our podcast listeners as well. Realizing that we've got all of this Aquarian move forward kind of energy on the table this week, through the weekend, I'm wondering, what is your cause? What are you passionate about? What is your voice calling you to say and put out there? I would love to see what you guys have got going on. Yeah, I mean, really, for me, it's around astrology, but not just for the sake of astrology. It's astrology for um, raising of consciousness. Because when I think about every single problem on the planet that we struggle with, and a raising consciousness would annihilate so many of the things that we actually struggle with. You know, it's, it's like, unless that happens, the things are just going to keep happening. 
So when I think of that like big umbrella of like the cause, it's like, well, if we, if there's any way that we can shift consciousness and I feel like astrology is such a beautiful vehicle for that because it reminds us of our connection. It reminds us of the magic. It reminds us of spirit. It reminds us of something bigger than us. And when we're in that space, it's, it's harder to do things like abuse the planet and abuse our bodies and abuse each other when we realize there's this higher spiritual calling that each of us has. And astrology shows the blueprint for each and every one of us for what that is. So, so yeah, I, I, that's why I'm so passionate about it. So yeah, and it's great for all of us to be thinking about what is your cause? What is that thing that's yours? You know, there's so many other things that I'm like, yeah, that fires me up. But like, I know that's not my cause, but that could be your cause. You know, so you please go do that because I'm doing this thing over here. And if we all do our thing, then we have a different planet, right? Absolutely. It's just a beautiful um, energy of the way that we're going to move forward is through information meets action. So I love it. I think we've got a nice weekend on our hands. Very good. Okay, you guys. So the theme for the week is moving forward and forward action. We do have a new moon this week. Um, so some things to keep in mind, work on your revelations, your visions, your insights, move them forward. And as part of this, you can look into what ne Neptune and retrograde brought up for you. So any kinds of things that you were thinking like, I would really like to blank, but I don't know how I would, you know, I'm seeing this vision for da da da, but I'm not sure how to bring it into fruition. Any of those things around that big new vision, pay attention to those. And now is the time to start moving them forward. One of the realizations I had recently, Stormy, is all those I would really like to, but I don't know how are so easily resolved with, okay, but I'm going to figure it out. Okay, but I'm going to find out. Okay, but I'm going to commit to like doing something about that instead of just being like, but I don't know how, but I don't know how. It's like, great. You don't know how right now and you're going to figure it out. So I think this is a great time for us to resolve to those, those, that kind of energy of like, I don't know how. Yes, I'll acknowledge that. But I don't need to, I don't need the sentence to end there. <laughs> right. Well, the sun's in Sagittarius. It better not. There's information available. <laughs> Exactly, exactly. Okay. And the third thing is that at the end of the week, this is an information kind of energy. So connecting with that social energy, connecting with your cause, connecting with the thing that really lights you up, the thing that you want to contribute to the planet, to your family, to your community, whatever that looks like. And remembering that it's not always like, I'm this big activist, you know, I'm, it, it, can, it can look so many different ways. And so just paying attention to what it looks like for you and committing to that, because that's the most important thing. Anything you want to add to that, Stormy? Just remember that the theme this week is moving forward. So whatever you're doing, look forward, not back. Very nice. Okay, and stick around. We have Angelina up next. She is one of our beloved podcast listeners who has a question. Her question is about her relationship and life path potentials in the next five and 10 years. I love that Angela is thinking like that. She's thinking ahead. So for any of you that want to tap into that energy of what your life could look like in the next five or 10 years, make sure you stick around. Have you loved hearing about the astrology of 2020 from our astrologer guides on the show? How amazing would it be to have their insights on this huge astrological year, along with their top tips for preparing for the big energies in one easy guidebook? Well, my friend, we've got you covered. We've put together an incredible free resource for you, compiling the input from about 10 astrologers on 2020, what it's all about and what you can be doing to prepare now. Just go to astrologyhub.com slash 2020 guidebook and we'll get that emailed over to you right away. 
Again, the 2020 Astrology Guidebook is free and all yours. Just go to astrologyhub.com slash 2020 guidebook. Okay, welcome back, everybody. We are now about to begin our Ask segment of the show, and we're here with Angie Wong, who's calling us in from Toronto, Canada. Angie, it's so wonderful to have you here with us. Thank you for joining. Yeah, thank you for choosing me. So what is that burning question on your heart? Yeah, so I just wanted to know, I guess in general, in the next couple years, up to five years, um, what is the life potential for me? Um, based on, I guess, my astrology chart in terms of, could be anything. I mean, life in general could be relationship, career-wise, even house. Awesome. Stormy, and, and you don't have to answer this first. I, I mean, let's answer Angie's question. But I would love to know when you're an astrologer and you get such a big question, like where do you start with that kind of a question? Yeah, for sure. So the first place I'm going to start is looking at the long-term planets because I want to see what they're going to be doing over those longer spans of time, right? Because they're obviously the easier ones to kind of see what they're going to be doing because they're a bit slower moving. So we look at those first and at least I look at those first and kind of see who's going to be in place because those are going to be your low and slow lessons of some kind of evolution. And then we throw kind of where everybody else is in, in the middle. But I also encourage people too, when they do ask for really big chunks of time to keep in mind that you can only do one year at a time. And if you keep that in mind, that is going to help you tremendously in walking towards whatever the long-term planets are bringing um, to your table, especially if you know the year coming up is going to be a lot of work or something like that. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Thank you. That is exactly what I did when I was taking a peek over here at your chart. And so now Jupiter is not necessarily a super slow moving planet or anything like that, but he does take up a fair amount of mental and emotional real estate for you in 2020. And I want to bring this to your attention now, because one of the things that it, it lets me know for you just in general is that it's a time where, yes, you have the opportunity to grow and to expand. Like the world is really very much so your oyster, but you do have to point yourself on a track. Like, what are you interested in? What do you want to be studying? What is that? You've got to be pretty specific about it in order to take advantage. If not, if you're just kind of unrestrained, this energy has the ability to just put you all over the place, right? Now, the other thing that's coming up in your chart that I think is very important to look at whatever's coming for the next five years is that you've got this energy that's sticking in place from your ninth house relationships from your sixth house to your ninth house. It's this consistent energy of squares. So it makes me think, first of all, you know, I don't know, do you want to study to be a lawyer? Do you want to do any of those kinds of things? Or are you studying something more? But other issues that come up are things that have to do with the law in some way, shape, or form. So I'm not sure what exactly that connection is that's happening for you, but this does come from a lot of relationship energy. So is there a time maybe for you with maybe parents or siblings or loved ones or something like that that does involve the law? Because this is a pretty heavy energy. Nothing involved the law at this moment. Okay, well, keep your eye on that one because that one has got a whole, and maybe what it could even be, I mean, if this is in the sixth house of relationships with Libra there, maybe this is you, you want to work someplace 
foreign from where you are now or you want to travel and there's some kind of holdup that gets put in the way. And because it's taking on um, in 2020, these big daddy energies of Saturn and Pluto and Jupiter, it could be, you know, you just want to go to the United States and there's something bigger, big government that stops you. It'll literally walk into the middle of where you're trying to expand out to in some way. So do just kind of keep that in mind. Now, you know, what can you also do with that square energy is you can study. Like I said, what do you want to study? What do you want to do? What do you want to know? You're certainly able to advance yourself with that particular energy. And if you do, it does look like that energy will start probably at the end of February and walk you all the way through 2020, which would make things solid for you for the next five to seven years. So you can be putting yourself in that position to have something solid, especially in your career life. Okay. 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 So it's almost like setting the stage. Yes, very much so. It's very much so. And it's nice too, because at the same time you have that energy where those opportunities are available. Jupiter is also going to try in your ascending energy. So this is nice. More than information, which go out and gather your information, but more than information, people need to see that you can do what you're saying you know how to do, whether that be in your relationships, right? If you're like, yes, I would like to date you, then you have to like show up and actually participate, right? Whatever it is, it can't be single-minded. But the other thing I was thinking in your relationships that I do like about this energy for you is towards the end of 2020, I would say probably September, October timeframe, it does look like um, Venus will put just enough pressure to maybe walk in a nice relationship into your life. Or if you're in a relationship, this influence would help it and it's beneficial and you both can grow. So whatever that looks like for you, that time frame seems to be ushering in something new that is equally important to you. And the other thing I think to keep in mind with your chart is it's so Western hemisphere heavy, which means the predominance of your planets are, you know, to the right side of your chart. Oh, yes. Yes. I saw that before. Yes. <laughs> yes. You're like, oh, yes, that's me. Relationships are so key and so important to how you're going to grow and get things done. Like we know you got to interact and have relationships all the time, but that's not what it's like for you. Like literally the relationships in your life give you a mirror. When your relationships are out of whack, I'm sure you feel out of whack. But what's important, especially in this next five years, is for you to really get a grasp on your attitude, get a grasp on that backbone, and really find your voice. You cannot lose your voice in your relationships or you will be lost in the crowd, right? And you don't want that. This is 2020. You're going to step into whatever that big old bone of courage is for you. But that's, that's going to be key stuff that's very important for you. Yeah, thank you. I think what I'm learning also, like in the last couple of years, um, is how to have yourself and have other people at the same time. It was, it's, I think it's really hard for everyone because we're either like swing this way or swing to the other way just to in order to keep the relationship going on. But then you're slowly losing yourself and then you realize, oh, okay, you're losing yourself. So you start to withdraw but then you're losing the relationship. So it's constantly learning how to have myself and have other people at the same time. Absolutely. And it's going to be a more, um, it's going to be a little bit more of an intense challenge for you because you're so Western heavy and in that Western energy, so much Libra. So literally you're like, you are on those scales all the time. Because I can tell you, if you look at my chart, I am Northern hemisphere heavy. I'm like, stay or go, right? Like, I have less Western, 
vibe, but that's okay. So I think that's something you can take with you too, is you can kind of see where your growth is happening through the relationships you're able to nurture around you. But they're certainly the ones that are going to help you take you forward too. So the other thing that will happen is the transiting energies over this next five years are going to travel up that western side as they are now, and then they're going to come up to the top into the southern regions for you. And this is you developing yourself in public. This is you creating a solid space and a solid life. I'm talking 29 more years of life in a solid space. Okay, so, but your relationships, you've got to work on those now for sure, which it sounds like you are. And typically people are already in the work by the time we get there, which is great. Now you've got an aspect that I just want to bring you all the way back to 2019 for a second because we're in like 2026 right now. Um, (laughs) But here in December, again, Jupiter, who works so nicely in your chart, is going to trine your moon, okay? So this sees you maybe aligning maybe with people who have, maybe with women who have the same kind of belief as you or something, or it seems like it's a little bit mystical is where you're at. There's a tremendous amount of support for you or you feel like there's like a peace or an understanding of what's happening. So, you know, maybe that's studying with astrology hub, like we're good with that, right? Or something like that. But this aspect throughout December is again, where there's plenty of favorable circumstances. There's plenty of resources available for you to just jump in and enjoy and allow the appropriate relationships to come to you, right? Like just sit there and be a magnet and, um, and let them in. Now, you did say something that struck me for a second as well, too. You said, like, maybe a house. And I'm like, oh, well, let's get you a house then, right? <laughs> so, yeah, sure. Right? You're like, let's do it. Uranus is already in place and trining your moon, and it's going to stay that way um, for some time. It's a long term influence that you've got. And this does give me the idea that in some way, maybe your housing or where you feel secure is changing. Because this is in your fifth house, one of the things I always like just remind people of is that if you don't want to be having children right now, make sure you are protected in a way to not, Uranus loves the moon. He's like, oh, how about an egg and a baby, right? (laughs) So, right, if you're, and it's lighting up your fifth house, whether or not you are sexually active or not now, Uranus is like, guess what? So he gets all feeling it. And if you're not wanting to have children, just make sure that you're doing that. Also from the fifth house perspective that gives me perspective in the next few years is that female energy. Like who might you be the child and you're stepping in to care for, look after, having an interaction with another woman in your life. So that could be something that certainly looks like it could be coming around the bend as I traveled as well, or as I look at those transits as well, especially with everything getting so social. You could really be on the move in this next five years and how you're connecting with those relationships. And that will change your career potential as well, right? You'll need a you'll need some kind of work that is travelable, right? You're not going to go pick a desk job unless that desk job gives you a lot of time to travel or a lot of freedom to be able to do that. So it'll be a big deal for you coming in this next five years. But 2020 is going to be some work. Oh, okay. <laughs> I see. Thank you. <laughs> you are so welcome. Okay, I have to tell you about one more aspect I just want be mindful of. And I think you've probably already experienced it, but pay attention until February. Neptune is square Mars. And this makes it very hard to see our actions and reality. Like we're taking actions, but we don't really see what it's producing, 
right? So I want you to be mindful. No get rich quick schemes, none of that. If you want to get involved with an organization or a project or something like that, you've got to be clear on what it is because what would happen likely is that you get involved in some way, shape, or form, and you're taking actions that you think are for one cause, and they're actually for something different that you wouldn't want to be aligned with. From now to February or from February? Until February. So it's already going on? It's in place already, yes. So I just want you to be mindful of it. Just ask questions, you know, do the best that you can to get all of the details of things and things that you're learning as well, you know? People, there's a lot of information, and I think most practitioners are absolutely brilliant, but some are not. If something feels off or it feels hinky to you, trust that. Trust that that spiritual backbone of yours and be like, hmm, not sure about that, right? Because you don't want to just land in a position that you don't want to be in, ultimately. And don't get discouraged, okay? Thank you so much. Oh. Yeah. Thank you so much. So much detail, yeah. Yeah, like that was like a lot of detail. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> no, thank you. Well, the cool thing, the cool thing is I didn't actually even realize you could ask that kind of a question. I, I don't think I've ever gone to an astrologer saying like, what's going to happen in my life over the next five to 10 years? And I, I think it's amazing that you could, from such a general question, give so much specific detail. That's brilliant. Yeah, it's really kind of neat. And I mean, it's always neat to, to look at it long term because it's like, you know, specifically here, you're going to end up presenting yourself just out in the world completely differently in this next 10 years, right? Like you're going to be on your own little life stage completely differently, having built something solid in five years. So in seven years, you're going to be like, yeah, here it is, right? So it, it really is neat to see how these things are going to continue to play and work out and then how the global world is going to help to shape some of the decisions you're going to make personally to fulfill what's in your chart. I love it. Angie, you have to stay in touch. Yeah, well, well thank you so much for both. So now we need to hear back in five years. <laughs> oh yeah, sure. <laughs> or before. Just follow up in five years. It'll be fine. Yeah, yeah. Follow up in five years. No, no, no. In between is good too. <laughs> thank you so much for being here with us. Do you have any other follow-up questions or anything else you wanted to know? No, thank you so much. It's really detailed. So thank you for both. Mm, yeah, absolutely. Can I just ask before we leave, Angie, what's your, what's your connection with your family? What's that look like? What do you mean connection? How do you want to mean? Um, do you, do you talk often or do you have good relationships there or what? Um, I mean, we, we do talk, but do we, do we have a good relationship? I think it depends on people's standard. Um, I mean, the whole reason I follow Tell Swan is because there's a, so much emotional trauma just, just from that culture itself, right? There's a lot of, I know if, if you heard about not only the Chinese, but any Asian culture, there's heavily emotional suppression. A lot of things that you don't really talk about. So I think it depends on people's, how they think of good relationship. But yeah, we do talk regularly, but I mean, there's, you can tell there's certain things like a lot of family avoiding to talk like we only want to focus on certain aspects so i mean it was an okay relationship but do i describe us like awesome really good really close i probably wouldn't describe it that way yeah like i'm still working on it there's like i've done so much you know shadow work or inner child work yeah stormy when you were talking about the law early on i was wondering if it could be that she's breaking like the societal norm she's breaking the conditioning it's not necessarily like the law of the government but it's the law of the culture 
well and it's not over but that's exactly that i gotta ask about this family situation because it is a big overpowering idea and you're taking it on and it's in square it's a lot of squares so you're fully taking it on and that happens for a while so we know that the work is there and i think it's important to talk about that because sometimes we get tired right it's like jesus christ where are you like am i here did i arrive am i healed <laughs> yeah yeah like i did so much um, I guess trauma release or inner child work is just all the patterns that we carry from family so that you keep discovering like layers of layers all the parental imprint even from the society itself like the way that we talk the way we think there's so much social programming that I discovered because I moved to Canada for since I was a teenager so it's almost like 20 years yeah yeah like it's still going on so you can imagine <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And it's it's funny when it's a big overarching idea like that. And for you with Capricorn, just in the 10th house in general, it's like doing your entire identity. Yeah, I can see it. Because I'm also, I'm also like a Capricorn moved to Cancer. I think that's how the South and North know this. Yeah. Yeah. So you're doing good work, though. And it's, it's not easy. <laughs> you appear to be on time. And I think that's more important than anything. Thank you. Thank you for letting me know. It's good confirmation. Yeah, good. I hope that's helpful. And I hope you have some dates, especially soon, to look for to things that are happening. Oh, I hope so. Yeah. I'll, I'll definitely keep posted. I'll come back. <laughs> thank you so much. Awesome. Angie, thank you so much for asking your question. Thank you for trusting us to help you with that and, and really trusting astrology as a guiding tool for you in your life. So awesome to have you. Thank you everybody so much for tuning into the show, for being a part of our community and for making astrology a part of your life. We'll catch you on the next episode. Hi, this is Chris Kaplan, the producer of the Astrology Hub podcast. This episode is over, but check the show notes for links to products and services you've heard about during this episode. And if you enjoyed our show, please subscribe and rate using the subscribe button wherever you listen to your podcasts.